So, like, as always, things are crazy, and uh, I only add to the crazy by bringing in more crazy, and um, crazy is good. I really believe that, because I have a lot of crazy good in my life, um, and this has been definitely good. Um, it's just a journey to get there. I got a kitten. He is amazing. His name is Prince, and he's the cutest little thing in the whole wide world. The journey to get Prince was quite complicated. I had a kitten or a cat for many many years I love cats I, I haven't had a cat in a long time due to the fact that I lived with somebody for nearly two decades that was allergic to cats which hence uh, a terrible fit for everything but anyways I love cats was obsessed with them as a child finally decided my children need something to love and they've had a lot of loss in their life and we went to the shelter three times first time we went found this beautiful kitten she was adorable but we weren't ready to adopt that day we went back again another time, and she was gone, but we looked at the other kittens, and I warmed up to the idea even more. And then we came back the third week, and the kitten was back, and she was so sweet, and we took her home. Um, she had gone home with somebody else who returned her due to a behavioral issue, and I just figured she was a naughty kitty, and what better for my life than a naughty kitty? And so we brought her home, and this little sweet naughty kitty was actually very sick. And I think the behavioral issue was that she probably wasn't playing properly when they brought her home and realized something was very wrong with her. And uh, we gave that little kitty the best week we could have possibly given her in her life. She had so much love and affection, um, but that little kitty is not with us, and it's the most heartbreaking thing. What is the, I'm, I'm sitting across from John White. Um, I'm just going to introduce him in a minute. But the, the two, the two, the best and worst two words I've been able to come up with in my life right now, to put together, kitten, awesome word, right? When you hear the word kitten, it just makes you feel so good, doesn't it? It makes me have a great day. Worst word, rigamortis, rigamortis kitten. That's fucked, right? Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was thinking I was going to go with blood fart. <laughs> but rigor mortis kitten is rigor mortis e kitten. equally as bad. Yeah, I think it sounds like the name of a um, all-girl rock band. Blood fart or rigor well, mortis, rigor mortis kitten? kitten? No, oh blood. Well, blood fart would be an all-girl band too, I guess. That could be a dude band. Yeah, I guess depending on the context of the blood fart. <laughs> oh God. <Yeah. laughs> oh, anyhow, so rigor mortis kitten is what I was dealing with, and thank God my kids did not see this. Thank God, ten times over, I got very lucky in that regard. Um, but we ended up immediately going to the shelter and uh, and replacing this kitten with a new one who is healthy and thriving and vibrant. But I've been learning so much about the shelters and I mean it's they're inundated with animals and they they're there's the diseases are so prevalent with these animals and it's just so heartbreaking so um, anyways like I said I'm glad we were able to give that little girl a nice experience before the end and um, and we ended up with I guess the right fit for us now because this little guy is adorable and um, that's my kitten story. <laughs> and you, and John is a cat lover. He's got three cats. Oh, I'm a big old cat nerd. <laughs> I love that. Huge, it's huge cat nerd. And the, 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 be <laughs> the beautiful thing about cats is that you don't really have to look for them as much because they just seem to find you. What do you mean? The, the oh, when you're at home? Like yeah, if you're I mean, like when you, go, when you go to a shelter or if you know someone that has a litter of kittens or whatever, the one that's right for you just seems to find you. You know, that's interesting you say that because um, I w when we got to the shelter, there there weren't that many kittens that were adoptable that day because they had a big adoption drive. They were 
I don't know, they were like offering 50% off kittens, pugs, and um, pit bulls that day. And there were only a few kittens, but I, when I got there, a woman, a volunteer, just buddied up to us. She was awesome. And she had just brought in three kittens that she had fostered for a few weeks. So this little fella, Prince, hadn't been in the shelter at all. He was brought in that morning. He was in the intake area, and I grabbed him out of there. So I don't think he ever actually made it into a cage at the shelter, which is w a blessing because they ca they get around those other kittens. Like the one that we got, she was in that shelter for weeks because she was taken and brought back, and and you know, and because she was the in the there. Yeah, the right people hadn't come by for her yet. Oh, uh, poor baby. Oh, oh, it's so sad. <laughs> it's the worst, oh. worst thing ever is to see an animal oh. in, in pain and struggling. It's absolutely horrible. Oh, it's, uh, yeah. Anyways, not not a fun conversation, but I'm proud at least that um, we did rescue one animal and that we were able to give the other one some semblance of some love. And, what, and I mean, my goodness, she got so much love. So much love. My My little girl is like, She's an animal whisperer. She just touches an animal and they go limp in her arms. Like she just holds them. Of course, well, Rigamore's kitten is not a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one does not so limp in the end. I'm yeah. just kidding. I'm just kidding. She never saw it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's completely fucked. John, I'm so happy to hang out with you though. Okay, guys. So like John is one of the most talented photographers I've ever met. And I'm saying this with a tremendous amount of knowledge because I myself am a fucking badass photographer um if i got my degree in photo technology and i worked for years in um as a photojournalist i was mm -hmm. at associated press in houston which you're also from and mm -hmm. worked with a lot of great photographers i know a lot of really talented people but when it comes to like what you shot for me for um so john shot all the images that i released for the 50 shades of lime photo shoot you guys can see on my instagram the pictures are great like you gave me probably a thousand images and I had a hard time just narrowing it down to the few like I, there were so many that you that I ended up posting they're all so good well, all, so all good. I'm doing is pushing the button you're, you're doing all the work no not at no. all I'm not at all yeah. you're t so talented that was, that was the easy part it's uh, I don't know it's I, I don't know how to how to describe that or, or talk about that you just it's sometimes it's just the um Sometimes you hit it off with someone and just the creative situation just gels really well. Sometimes it doesn't, but uh, a lot of it from, a lot of it comes from technique and trial and error and just from doing it every single day. Like I have to, on a daily basis with the, the, the clients that I work with, they ex expect a, a high yield from the photograph. So if I shoot 200 photos for a client, they're not expecting to get 10 or 15 good ones. They're expecting to get 198 usable photos that are good to go out of camera with no retouching if they don't have time to retouch. So I've spent years training myself to shoot that way with with a high rate of, of good results. Like well, bad I mean, photos are just unacceptable. Yeah, well, you, you knocked it out of the park. I mean, we had a lot of fun, too. I had, like, 600 limes in my bathtub, and we had to figure out how to get the water and how they, will the limes float. Like, <laughs> it was really, it was fun, and it was, like, the pictures came out so good. I should release more of those photos, actually. I should go back through and pull more of them because yeah. there were so many good ones. Yeah. I think I'll do that. And 600 limes sounds like a lot. It when you talk about it, when you put them in the bathtub, you're like, wow, maybe there should have been 600 more? Yeah. It could have been. It was crazy. Yeah. I know. That was a lot of limes. But that was that was really cool. Because when I show a few of the images around to people, they're like, wow, this, what is that? Where, where's all the color coming from? I was like, it's fruit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what do you think it's it green. was? Yeah, it's green. It's what do you think it was? Yeah. 
No, it looked really, it looks amazing. And you have, you said clients, like you have the most beautiful clients. Like um, John shoots a lot of fashion and a lot of women and a lot of very, very sexy images. You've done like a lot of stuff with porn industry, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Which I shoot dudes too, but they're ugly, so I don't shoot them that much. <laughs> so I, I like to I like to stick with the ladies because they just What do you shoot dudes for? What do you say? What do you mean? Like dudes, I shoot music videos oh, yeah. and, you know, things like that and... I'd rather I'd rather shoot women because it's just more fun. Well, I met you through Sally Mullins, who I have on the podcast all the time. So she's the lady from Hello Cougar. You guys have heard about her, mm -hmm. and Sally is amazing, and that's how I met you. Yeah, yeah, so she's a she's a good world. friend of mine, and we we shoot together quite often. And uh, she is absolutely hilarious. Pretty much, uh, what happens the whole time we shoot is we're just, we're just laughing the entire time. It's amazing we actually get anything shot. She's so funny. Yeah. She's so funny. She's yeah. one of my favorite people too. Yeah, so. there's nothing that comes out of her mouth that isn't a great joke. <laughs> I know, you know? I know. Yeah. she's amazing. She's amazing. But, but I mean, like, how did you start shooting in the porn industry? Because you've been in that forever, right? I, you know, I love mm -hmm. to talk about porn, like, and I love to talk to people who are in the industry. I just, it's fascinating. Yeah, it was, it, I, I think it was the same way that most people get into it. It was by pure accident and <laughs> at, the, at the same time, like, purely intentional because I, I knew... When I was a little kid, I uh, there were two goals. I wanted to either be Indiana Jones, or I wanted to shoot pornography, and I knew that at a young age. What do you? How young? How did you even know? I don't know. Eight or nine years old. Porn? Yeah, I was like, ah, I like pretty ladies. I'd like to take photos of them one day, maybe. You know, but it or wasn't I'm really gonna porn. Go you just, pyramids, you, you just know? knew that you liked, like, uh, pretty girls, or yeah, or I was a pervert. I was a pervert from a very early age. Yeah, that makes sense, though, because little young boys, um, you can tell, like, sometimes that like, my son loves women, like, loves women already. Like, you could tell, like, when he was a baby, he would grab boobies all the time. Mm -hmm. Just his, you know, I don't know. You could tell. Like, yeah. he's into it. Yeah, it's just, it, it's, it's just bred into our DNA. Yeah. That, that women are fantastic. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. So you knew from so you didn't end up chasing pyramids per se, right? You instead you're No, that would have been fun though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would have been, been really fun. Yeah. I was never very good with a bullwhip. Right. Well, unless it's in porn. <laughs> I shoot a lot of bullwhips, but I'm not very good with one myself. Yeah. Got it. What was your first like porn gig? Cuz you were telling me some crazy stories that you There are there are many 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 crazy stories. Um I've been puked on, jizzed on, nearly oh. shit on. Ew. Um, what do you mean? Well, I start with puke. What the fuck? Well, the puke was, that was a good one. Um, <laughs> a couple of years ago, I was, I was in. It was a good one. Everyone around us is trying to eat, and we're going to talk about barking. No, nobody can hear us. Yeah. We're, we're sitting at toy. You know, this isn't that good of a restaurant yeah. anyways. So I'm sure people puke here. Yeah, I'm sure. But no, um, we're in Hollywood. There's half the people are, are bulimic anyways. Yeah. So. A couple of years ago, I was in Sydney, Australia, uh, shooting for a couple of weeks and uh, shooting a lot of S&M material. And one of the when you say S&M material, what does that even mean? The sadomasochistic material. The uh, it's a porn that's sadomasochistic? What, it, what, like, what are they doing? Yeah. Whipping, spanking, general tortures, bondage, sometimes fisting, you know bondage and discipline and you know implements of pain that sometimes bring people pleasure beyond the pain but just general weird stuff and the 
the dominatrix that I was working with, who's super, super talented, she had a client come in, and she's got this small studio in a really, really old house. It was middle of summer, it was super hot, so this guy is roped up from the ceiling, you know, with 200 kinds of rope. He's floating in the air, and, you know, she's spanking him and torturing his testicles and his dick and sticking things in his butt, and... Uh-huh. Uh, towards the end of it, he asked to be let down because he was he was pretty exhausted and he was like super super sweaty. And so she gets him down, and I'm standing within three feet of them. And this guy just starts things just start blowing out both ends of this guy. He just starts puking and just like just, things are just flying everywhere. And he like nearly passes out because he's just dehydrated oh. and overheated. And I'm just right there. I mean, I'm sure some splashed to my shoes, but you know. And then when he turned around, shit shot out of his ass. And yeah, it was great. Um, Were you filming when it was happening? Yeah, I never cut. Never. Um, <laughs> no matter what. There were, there was a time, <laughs> takes me to another story in another country. Oh, I was just going to say, it's very Indiana yeah. Jones of you. Yeah. Just uh, keep, keep, yeah. There was, there was another time. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, there was Wait, th- that was it? That was like. Uh, that, that was that one. That one, that one was pretty easy breezy. But in that same room a couple days earlier, I got, I got jizz on my brand new sneakers. I'm just waiting for you to. T- <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's just. A, yeah. No, well, there was. Uh, oh was my a, god. I was I was shooting a scene with with two men. It was a gay scene, and one of them is strapped to a Saint Andrew's cross. And what does know, that mean? It's it's like an X frame, an X frame cross. So you can bind someone's wrist to the top, and you can bind someone's ankles to the uh, to the bottom. Like Jesus like. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, something like that. Oh, but it's a cross, so their legs but are an, open. It's an X cross. Yeah, an X frame. Oh. And is it on the wall or yeah, is it so on it's the against floor? the wall. It's against so the wall, so they're bound. So they're bound vertically. You're just in a standing up position. And this is to torture them. Yeah, to torture them, or well, for, s- for some of the recipients, it's fun. Yeah. You know? And towards the the end of the scene, the the my uh, my buddy Richard, who was the the top in that scene, is uh, jacking this guy off, and I'm on my knees in the floor with a really low angle from underneath uh, uh, you know the guy's dick and balls you know so I could see that and his face all at the same time it's really beautiful composition you should have been there to see it <laughs> and then suddenly there's this just jizz flying through the air right at me and I'm thinking wow I hope it doesn't hit me in the face and wow I hope it doesn't hit my camera and then I feel this warm splash on my foot and I'm thinking, oh man, these are brand new. Today is the first day I'm wearing these sneakers, and now I just got a big wad of jizz on them. And the guy afterwards, he, he came up to me after he'd cleaned himself up. He came over and he said, "I am so sorry. I didn't mean to do that." And I was like, "You don't have any control where it's going to go. That's just the thing." But in that, in the course of all that happening, like you, you can't cut. You have to. You have to hold the shot. It doesn't matter what's. It do, literally doesn't matter if the room's on fire. You've got to hold the shot. That's the one shot you cannot mess up, because there's no do-overs. It's not like, well, we'll take a five-minute break and you'll just do it again. That's not going to happen. Right. That's that's the take. Yeah, that guy's going to need a nap and a sandwich before he can do anything else. Wow. And so, did you wash the sneakers or did you toss them out? At that point, did you wear I'm, them home? I'm wearing those sneakers right now. <laughs> I'm not Stop. even. Jo- I'm not even joking. Oh, really? Yeah. What? Th- these are like what Vans or something? Yeah, just Chucks. Oh. Yeah, I'm still. Wait, wearing so this them. wasn't that long ago, or you've just had the shoes that long? I've had the shoes that long. It's been a couple of years. So where on the like where did it land on your? Like right here, right <laughs> so on top no of the laces. So no wonder you felt the heat because they're not like 
leather yeah. shoes. There's I just, it cloth. was just like you could just tell it was you could feel the weight and you could just tell it was just this big gooey glop and I swear I could feel the heat through the fabric of my sneakers oh. on my foot. Did you how, go to the what did you do like wash off your sneaker what like did you just wear them yeah. out but yeah I just I just wiped them down and cleaned my hands thoroughly afterwards and just oh. had a had a good laugh about it. You you didn't never be like hey dude you you did this you clean it. <laughs> no <laughs> like, no he was such he was such, such a nice guy I can, you know, I can, and he, he felt bad enough as it was I didn't want to you know add any more embarrassment to it you know. Oh. That's cr- is that the only time you've been just on and set, or is that oddly like enough? Yeah. Well, so like that's that's you've shot like hundreds of these things. Yeah. So I mean, I've had women squirt me in the face. And what, is, what do you mean? What do you mean? Like. You know, like a pussy squirt. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of figured that's yeah. what you were but hedging I've to. But how did that happen? Like, what you were leaning in for a shot and. Yeah. You got to. But she still got me from like, three feet away. Wow. So I did not expect that. I did not see that coming. But did it hit your camera too? Because oh yeah, yeah. your it camera hit, was in it your hit face. The lens, it hit my face. Everything. But you just, you just, you have to maintain the shot and you have to keep rolling. Like you can't, you can't flinch. So then the camera lens got wet. A little bit, not enough to ruin it, but you could see the, you could see the splash marks on the lens. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Okay. See, all this weird stuff happens in Germany and Australia only. Oh, the, the, that's where these shoots took place? Yeah, yeah. Why is that, you think? Oh, I don't know. Well, Germany <laughs> is kind of... It happens in L.A. too, but known. it's mainly happened to me in Germany and Australia. I, I feel like, I mean, uh, is this the stereotype, or it's probably true, like, German porn is way more, like, poo involved, right? Like, isn't that more, like... Yeah, they... They're um, kind of known for that, right? It's often referred to as champagne and caviar. And so if what someone you offers you caviar... You probably want to say no thanks. What do you mean? Because if they say if you're if someone comes up in that if you're in that sort of a scenario, and someone says, "Hey, you know, how about a little champagne and caviar?" That means they want to do some pee and poo action. What's that? Wait, no, where in Germany? Anywhere, anywhere, but mainly in European countries. That's kind of what people they say, say that. Yeah. But what if you just like champagne and caviar? <laughs> well, it, how do you just, know just that they're careful. offering you yeah. something else? Yeah. <laughs> I would just assume yeah. that I'd be like, yeah, I, I like caviar, and I'm not big on champagne. And I don't like bubbly stuff. And but and suddenly you're gonna have a fistful of poo. Yeah. I don't want the fistful of poo. Yeah. I'd be very confused. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not what I was after at all. <laughs> yeah. So just be careful what you say yes to. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So the, in in Germany, it's sh- champagne and caviar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you say it so you're so like you know you've been there done that whatever but like for me hearing yeah. you say it i'm just like like what the fuck yeah like well, i, I kind of sort of live in a with a weird uh, slanted kind of normal it's just a completely different kind of normal than everyone else's normal it's just kind of and it's sort of, it's sort of my household like i you know i do that kind of work and then my my girlfriend works at vivid so she works oh, she does yeah she works in porn also so our house is just a it's just what a, does she it's do just at a porno vivid? house she's the supervisor of the graphics department nice so she she says sometimes she spends the entire day retouching photos of of her friends of women that she actually knows and is friends with and then some days she's trying to retouch photos of like 80 year old women getting fucked <laughs> oh because there's something for everyone 
there's something for everyone. And the uh, the granny porn seems to be very, very popular. Really? Extremely popular. Have you shot granny porn? I have not, but I'm sure before my career in pornography is done, I'm sure it'll happen. I wonder, like, who the uh, is the audience for granny porn other older people, or is it... That's what I don't know. You know, I, I, I kind of think of it like, I mean, I for me, with porn, I kind of like something that sort of is like myself in the scenario. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not really in, or whatever I'm, wa- like, if I'm going to watch something, it's like, oh, that's similar to what I would want in my own reality. Mm-hmm. So, maybe granny porn, like, it's uh, maybe there's a lot of grannies that are watching porn now because they can like imagine themselves. <laughs> there might be. Or there I don't know. There might be some people that in just really the younger into older years women had fantasized about their grandmother or their grandmother's best friend. Or right. Something. I don't know. I don't know what the attraction is there, but it's but I, but I know that. Uh, I've never watched the granny porn. Yeah, there is someone out there that is. Uh, people are attracted to everything. Right. And they, and they can't always explain why. Yeah, but it's, that's like a growing one. That's a big thing right now. Mm-hmm. Interesting. What else Very is? Much so. What else is kind of like really popular right now? Is um, it ta- taboo storylines. Like, like what? Stepbrother, stepsister, stepmother. Oh, I see that a lot on Pornhub. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, 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 <laughs> I, I sound like a like I'm really pervy, but I mean I don't watch it all the time. But like, right. Yeah. <laughs> Enough, though. I've been single. I've been on my own for a while. Um, but there's a lot of that. And that f- that freaks me out. I know it's not real, but I'm like, ew, you shouldn't be fucking your stepchild. Yeah. Like, that's so yeah, awful. So you, have, so you have to take it a step beyond. It's like now, you know, uh, just a, a, a good old fashioned plain hand job isn't isn't good anymore. It has to be a hand job from your stepsister. Is that is that why it's gotten like. For why well, I have asked people before why pay for porn because you can get it for free now and it's just that it's like you have to get more like at some point you just want to go deeper down the rabbit hole and you can't mm-hmm. get it all for free yeah but it, it seems yeah. as what were we gonna say well it's it, it's important extremely important to pay for porn because people have to pay me to make it right. I'm so sorry. So the audience definitely needs to buy it. I get that because, I mean, uh, also in any in, in entertainment industry, it's it, it's a big problem. Absolutely. But I'm, I'm not pulling out my credit card to pay for porn. <laughs> but I don't have a ravenous appetite either. Right. Is that why, you, do you think a lot of people pay for it? Because, well, if you're, uh, if you're already feeling, maybe it makes you feel less guilty about watching porn if you pay for it. Because then you're, like, helping out in the, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's Are you getting anything that different when you pay for it? I guess you're getting a more professional quality shoot. I guess. You can pay for garbage, too. That's yeah. fine. You know, it depends on what you're into. Some people like the kind of, you know, low-end kind of homemade angle because it seems more real to them. Some people like the the high concept and fantasy thing because it takes it to a, you know, to a level beyond just someone, you know, having sex on the couch. Um, there's all kinds of, you know, people are looking for all kinds of different things. And there's literally too much of everything available for anything that you're looking to see right it's so like much it, it's so saturated like we could we could we could quit making pornography for a decade and there would still be too much right <laughs> it always has to be new though right something yeah. new that's the thing if you're if you're creating that sort of content if you aren't constantly creating that sort of content you your company is dead in the water you're d- old news you're gone well okay so like one question where can people find your content is it searchable on what you've done or is it just something that no because i i make content i'm 
I'm a creative services provider, essentially. Right. You I, make it for other people yeah, to post. I work and a lot of I work for companies and things like that. But mainly what I do is I work directly with the models. So uh, in my capacity, I don't I don't hire women to create pornographic content. Women hire me to create their pornographic content. How does that conversation happen? Like somebody that's looking for somebody to shoot a porno for them to have on their personal site, is that it? Yeah, for their, well that's, these, uh, the women that I work with, they they own their own businesses. They're the captains of their own empire. Which is great, that's yeah, it should and be. Yeah, I, I like working in that capacity because the the woman is in control of her image and she's in control of what's happening that day and, and what she wants to do. She tells me what to document. I don't tell her what to do. Mm. She's, she has, I get there and she's got a script or an outline or some sort of content list. And she says, okay, we're going to do this, this, and this today. And I'm like, great, cool. We'll get it done. Not a problem. But it's nice that, that the woman is in control of that. It's not, you know, some greasy fucking dude, you know, uh, you know, trying to trying to pimp women out, right? Which I think is more what how it goes, right? Like they hire the woman to come in, so that they make they make money then off of people finding that video on their own site and they sell mm-hmm. it as a download. Mm-hmm. They they own their own websites. Um, they distribute their clips through various um, a la carte style clip websites. Um, all kinds of things. So it's kind of empowering, like when you talked about, like okay, so comes to prostitution, it's interesting because we're sitting at this um, relatively b- average Thai spot that we both know because neither one of us have been here in 15 years. But it's in, m- in the neighborhood where I originally, when I first moved to L.A., lived in this building off um, Sunset and Gardner. And when I lived, it, it's a shithole. It's nicer now. This area is really cleaned up. Mm-hmm. But it's a, it, was, it was shite. Like, I mm-hmm. used to live right here. And there was hookers and prosti- like hookers and pimps all over this place. I would wake up in the morning in my, like, PJs. Literally, like, I'd be wearing, you know, like, PJs with dogs on them or something, you know, and outside. And I, I got approached by pimps to be like, you want to make some money? And I'm like, e- no, like, I'm just... Not that way. No, God, no. Um, but I'm. I, it would just shocked me that, like, how, how horrible it was. And these girls were working for these guys. And... You go to Amsterdam where you have a woman in a window. When I went there, I saw that that these young boys were trying to get this woman to do a service for them. And so they called her out of the window. She came in the street. They said they had a little conversation. And she turned her back to them and walked back into the window for whatever reason. Maybe they weren't offering her enough money or whatever it was. She did not want to work with them. Went back in her window and shut the door in their face. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, that's a much more productive answer to this Mm -hmm. issue because Mm -hmm. she's working for herself. Mm -hmm. And... uh, it's it's much better when when the woman is in control of the, of the situation. It's her body. If if she's gonna sell it, that's fine. It's up to her. It's her body. It shouldn't be someone else telling her what to do with it. Right. I I totally agree. And and it's gonna happen. So I can't stand when people are trying to police other people's behavior. There's consent as long as it's all consenting adults. I don't understand why anybody cares. Mm-hmm. So um so I I think that's really great. What does your average week look like then when you're doing some sort some of this type of work? What are you like? It's, it's, it's nuts. It's okay. absolutely fucking bonkers because I have to cover. I have to cover all the bases. I I shoot the stills. I shoot the video. I edit the video. I do all the graphic design work. I even produce the music for some of the stuff. 
So it's a full gamut, and I have I have a client, uh, quite a big client list here in the U.S., and I have clients in foreign countries as well. So I have to manage manage content for people who have, who have schedules, you know, based on you know a, an Australian you know timeline or or you know or uh, you know or someone you know someone in England, someone in Germany, someone in Holland. You know, I have to. You know, I know that's when it's midnight at my house, and I'm still editing the material. It's 8 a.m. where they live, and they're already up and waiting for it. Wow. So I've, I've got to manage all of that. Well, you're, like, all over the place. I'm at everyone's beck and call. Right. Interesting. And you fly all over the world shooting porn, mm-hmm. which for some people, that's a lot of people. I would think that's, like, a dream come true. <laughs> In a lot of ways, it. yeah. yeah. I, I've gotten to see the world on the back of pornography. Wild. And it's quite all right. And it's it, quite all right. The, the odd thing about it is it's not really, it's just ridiculous to say this, but it's it's not as sexual as it seems. It's really, in a lot of ways, it's really a mom and pop business. It's like some, you know, some people open a sandwich shop and some people open a sex shop. And it, and uh, a lot of the women in the business are married or have longtime partners. They They have children to take care of. This is this is just what they do for work instead of being you know uh, you know a waitress or an executive or something like that. They're just these are people just paying their bills. Right. right. Some of, some of them enjoy it and some of them strictly do it for the money. It's interesting. Hmm. It's really interesting. I find it also fascinating because like with with what you did for me, it it's sexy and it's beautiful, not pornographic, and you're a very very talented artist really truly talented um thank you but you've also you're shooting right now a cooking show you just got it you told me six years it's you know i'm i'm um those i haven't even really talked about this on the podcast very much i've been working really hard for the past few months on a movie but i've actually it's been three years in the making and uh and i'm very excited about the progress we've been making with getting this thing off the ground Mm -hmm. people we said this when we first started talking at lunch today people don't realize how much work it takes to get a movie out and going like it's a tremendous it, amount of work it took somebody five ten years to get this thing out and now it's in theaters it's crazy mm-hmm. so six years you've been working on this show mm-hmm. six years of development from coming coming up with the uh, a way to uh, put a put some sort of interesting spin on an old concept um, you know trying to figure out ways to present material in an interesting way the show has a particular slant I'm not going to go into too much detail on it oh. because some of it's still un- under wraps okay but um, yeah it's a tremendous amount of work we had to spend years networking getting to know the programmers getting to know the other people in in that industry to and then slowly the doors start to open a little more a little more a little more and then people would return your emails and return your phone calls we had to we had to build a set out in the desert, and it's you know it's all lit. And the 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 funny thing is the 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 other people in the industry who you know would spend a few hundred thousand dollars making an episode can't even comprehend the fact that ours is made by two people. There's one person in front of the camera. There's one person behind all of the other cameras, and it's we're we're making entire episodes of a show with literally two people i mean so you know both of us are you know sweeping floors taking out trash rigging lights uh, you know editing footage uh writing scripts the whole thing it's a tremendous amount of work but it's super fun and very rewarding because we're trying to with this project we're trying to create something to we've been fortunate in our lives and we're trying to create something to give a little back something positive back to to the public you mean like 
just with the content of the show. Oh, it's 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 a it's a very positive show on how it to just like do it. things, how to simplistically do things in in more of a healthy way. Yeah, no. Th when you described it to me when we first met, it sounds like a really it sounds like something totally up my alley. I would totally watch this yeah. show. I just so. want to get it on the air before I'm part of the demographic for the show, and I'm not that far off. <laughs> <laughs> it's for older folks. Yeah, but it's it sounds. I love the, I love the type of, cooking and stuff that you're talking about. So, um, I think it's really really cool. Yeah, and I, 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 I'm excited about it because I want it to be I want it to be really really good, and I want it to be something that I'm I'm very proud of. Well, I don't think in this scenario you're going to get jizz on your sneaker. No, there's no, no way. No, I've right? had garlic thrown in my face, but no, but no jizz. No, no. jizz and any fecal m matter. Mm -mm. No, and nobody no. squirting on you unless it's the lemon. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> oddly enough, the food show is very low on shitting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, this is like, I, I think your life is fascinating and I think your vision is incredible, like your ability to see something and make it beautiful and I can't wait for you to do another photo shoot with me. We've been talking a lot about getting another one done and mm -hmm. it's just a matter of finding the right day and time, mm -hmm. but uh, I, you're really talented. Thank so you. I, ap I appreciate that. I don't just, that means that, that means I've got you fooled too. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. I've I. I don't know about um, about the porns because I probably won't be paying for them. But where can people find more? I know well, your Instagram is Glitter Pimp. You guys can go on my Instagram, Lana Turner, if you forget, and you can click on any. W most of my photos, I think I did a pretty good job of tagging you in them. Mm -hmm. so Absolutely. Yeah, I tried. But um, but where else can people find your material? Oh, geez, I'm I'm all over the place. I've I've shot stuff for everyone, any any porno company you can think of. I, I have shot for them, but I work a lot. I, I work a lot with the models, Tanya Danielle. I work a lot with Jewel Marceau. I work a lot with Emily Marilyn. Did you I, ever I end work up a lot with sleeping? Melissa Jacobs. Did you, have you ever slept with one of your clients who's in... Did that have ever happen? Because I? I would imagine it's very... It's, um, like, it's not sexually charged for you, right? It's just like another no, day in the office. No, it's just... Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, after about five minutes, you know, boobs just become elbows. Right. It's just no, it's, it's just a day at the office. It's I don't really think about it in, a, in, in too much of a sexual way, really. I'm just kind of concentrating on, like, oh, is the lighting good? I yeah. imagine a lot of dudes would Am find Am I holding the camera hard. still? Like, I'm not standing there with a woody because it's just not, this is not sexual in a lot of ways. Right. From, from my standpoint. Even though they're, uh, you know, it's like... W it Say if it, you know uh, if a friend of mine you know says oh man it must be so interesting to you know to make more uh, pornography I'd really like to do that and I, I and I always say well look at it this way can you can you stand right next to your best friend and whisper in his ear while he's jacking off are you are you capable of doing that because that's that's what you have to do like I don't s I don't spend my day with my face close to the pretty girl's boobs I spend my day with my face close to the sweaty nutsack. Why is it? Why is that though? Just because you're. Because most everything's from a low angle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you're getting. Yeah, if you mm. think about it, you're. There's a lot of. Yeah. Cock I'm, and I'm, balls I'm down and there hanging out with the beanbag. That's me. <laughs> you know? Oh, so you just have to like get through because you're totally hetero. I don't even know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, mm. so it's got to be very clinical. Yeah, I don't. I don't mind seeing everyone naked. That's fine. But yeah, I, I don't have a problem I with nudity I, uh, either. I don't know if I could whisper in somebody's ear while they were jerking off. That might be a little yeah. hard for me. I don't know if like if anyone out there that's ever watched, you, you know, do it. yeah, anyone that's ever seen a um a a, a POV scene, a, um 
you're oh, you have to imagine spoils porn for people you really have to imagine just how close the cameraman is to the guy he's he's right in the guy's ear He's oh. right, the cameraman's right there, right next to the guy's face. So next time you're watching a porn, you can think about it from, like, perspective. And, like, there's a person right there, too, which is really, you don't think about that mm-hmm. when you're watching and th- it. And think about how that dude has to perform his job with another guy breathing on his shoulder. Wow. It's, yeah, that's, but that's how it happens. Anything else you'd like to add? <laughs> I, li- I like cats. You like cats? Back to cats. I, I like, like cats, cats a lot, too. Yeah. I really like cats. I really like my new kitten. You have to come over and meet him. Yeah, yeah. He's absolutely. really cute. I'll show you a picture when yeah. we get done with this podcast. He's beautiful. He's For the, the rest of my afternoon, I plan on sitting my big fat ass on the couch with my three cats and just petting them and watching some really crappy movies and just having a day of it. That's a great day. Uh huh. That's a great day. I love it. Dude, John, thank you. I think I think I should be like cut, right? right. At the end of this, yeah. <laughs> like it's a wrap. And in scene. End yeah. scene. Yeah. We're done. Are we yeah. done? I guess so. Uh, yeah. You don't have any more disgusting, any more creepy, grody. There's icky? so many more. Give me so one more, and then and then we'll, we'll we'll wrap it up. Give me your best one. Give me your best shot. Okay. Uh, oddly enough, here we're, we're going to go back to Germany one more time. <laughs> okay. All right. Yet another uh, dungeon in Germany. I think it was in Duisburg, Germany. Uh, there was a scene where the slave is tied and bent over a bench, so he's he's ass out, and the dom was this very tall, redheaded, gorgeous, gorgeous woman, and she went outside and pulled some, some leaves off of a bush, and these particular leaves, I don't know what type of bush it is, but these particular leaves have these these thorny little needles all, all over these leaves, and she took a fistful of them and just jammed them into this guy's ass, right? Then... She proceeds to put not one, but two condoms over one of her feet. And then she puts, she was a tall woman. She's like 5'9 with no heels on. So she had sizable feet. And she put her foot into this guy's ass while those, those you know, pointy uh, leaves are in his ass. And, uh, of course, this is another one of those situations where you're not going to cut. I know... While I'm shooting, I already know I cannot put this in the movie. This would fall into the realm of obscenity more than likely. So I can't put this in the movie, but there's no way I'm hitting stop. I'm going to record this just so I can show it to my friends later. And she put her entire foot in this guy's ass. How's that for a foot job? Uh, I'm... uh, Uh And it gets even more fun when she pulled it back out. Bloody? Yeah. Yeah, I was just imagining the leaves mm-hmm. with the prickles on them. Yeah, I, I limped out of there, and it didn't even happen to me. <laughs> oh, my God. So, wait, you can't, they can't use that in the movie. It was just for enjoyment for them both? No, I mean, there there are certain companies that, that would release that content and not think twice about it, but it's uh, but that's one of those things that kind of puts you in, it, what gets dangerous uh, about pornography is the gray area and people judging the gray area because everyone has a different stance on it. So something very mild to one person is going to be completely obscene to another, and that's what can can make certain types of content you know dangerous as far as litigation you is concerned. F- you can fit an entire foot, like her foot from from like her toe to her heel, or well like, like fr- from her like her, her toe. Her, her n- she didn't get her heel in, but her, like her, her foot up to the ankle. Yeah. Oh, my God. Ouch. Yeah, and she just gave him a good, a good foot pounding. 
Oh, and he was into it. That was his thing? He was digging it. Wow. That's really crazy. I would think he'd need to go to the hospital after that. I would think how so. would you get those leaves out? How do you get home and then explain the bloody underwear to your wife? Well, I mean, the second time. The second. <laughs> the third time. The, the, yeah. Yeah. The first time you're like, oh, I don't know what happened. I fell down at work. Or, well, is this not, so, is this something you can't, maybe, yeah, they, he can't do it with his wife? I don't know. I don't know how these things, I mean, wouldn't you think you'd, I guess you never really know someone, do you? That's something never. I've learned. Never. You I, never really I, I thought know I everyone. knew, turned out I knew nothing. So, yeah, if somebody has a has their thing, but yes. people are weird. People are really weird. But that's a pretty big deal. That's a huge deal. Yeah. Yeah, that's wow. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, on that note, is there mm -hmm. anything else you'd like? <laughs> I'm glad I we ate like first. Yeah. yeah. I think I hope you're not eating while you're listening to this, guys who are <laughs> out there. Are, is there anything else you'd like to top that with? Or are we kind of there? I'm sure you've got so many. It's a rabbit hole. We can, we can, we can wrap. We can cut. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. All right. Glitter pimp, John. It's a pleasure, you guys. In a few months, we'll have some more pictures because he's amazing. I just got to I'm working on a new project and I'll, I'll definitely have you shoot some more images as soon as I can get around to it and afford it and all that stuff. Cause you are amazing. No leaves or feet. Just so you know, nothing like that. No, no, no blood is necessary. No, no, just on the foot none mm -hmm. of that just straight photos no keep it clean okay all right well we we know that mm -hmm. so um this has been a very interesting episode very educational i've learned a lot i'm not the same having from before from what is it 41 minutes ago to yeah. now i'm not the same person at all and you know you never will be again i'll never be the same yeah. so thank you john oh i'm glad i could help enjoy the rest of your day with your cats <laughs>